Welcome to the Sailing Into Oblivion podcast. I'm your host, Jerome Rand. Good morning, Camp North Star. <laughs> if you've ever seen that movie, uh, Meatballs, with Bill Murray, that classic 80s camp movie, you might recall the scene in the beginning where it shows the beautiful lake in the morning and then Bill ends up rolling out of bed and doing a little radio show. And talking about it's a balmy 47 degrees, pretty brisk for a May, and then goes on and on. But that's how I'm feeling right now, uh, just a little bit, because I am just spent my first night here at the location up here in northern Michigan. I'm going to be essentially consulting, helping, doing everything I can for this beautiful little sailing school and yacht club that's up here and uh, I'm going to keep the the name and and all that sort of stuff uh, sort of in the dark but it's a place that I worked for a long long time Uh, many many summers were spent here in my 20s and it's kind of where I cut my teeth on sailing in general so in some ways I've come right back around to where it all started And now I'm once again here, (laughs) and it's going to be interesting. But before we start the show, like I always say, if you want to support the podcast like so many of you wonderful people do, keeping it going, keeping it real, you can follow the link to the Patreon page and become part of the 49-member strong family. It's fantastic. Thank you all so, so much for the support and the contributions. There's also a couple links for one-time donations if you don't want to have to sign up for a subscription. I understand that's not always the best thing. I support this uh, YouTube sailor called The Bumbling Sailor, and uh, I signed up on his Patreon because he's just starting out. I want to give him a little heads up and uh, a little help while I can. I can't always do it, but hey, you know, if you can, you can. Other than that, we do have the new merch line out. They... Big thanks to the guys over at Sail Junkie. Fantastic uh, new new line. There's the the lighter colored one and then the darker colored ones. The Adventure Collection. Check it out. Link in the description as well. And then finally, last but not least, if you want to reach out to the show, head over to sailingintooblivion.com and go ahead and click the podcast button and follow the link to contact the show. Those go directly to me and actually... Things have changed a lot here since the last time I worked, and I'll have internet, <laughs> which is kind of, uh, it's it's kind of a sweet and sour sort of thing. In a lot of ways, this place was always an escape, a bubble, if you will, where the outside world sort of faded into the background, and everything shrunk right down. Very similar to being on one of the Caribbean islands like Virgin Gorda when I was working at Bitter End Yacht Club. And, you know, there just really wasn't any internet, and you didn't see any of that stuff, and you didn't waste any of your time on it, Uh, and I don't know, it's going to be interesting having access to all that sort of thing all the time. Uh, I'm still not sure how I feel about it, but we'll see. I guess the one positive will be that I'll still be able to upload this show, 
relatively easily. So it's not going to be one of those things where it's very difficult and it becomes a headache. I got to go track it down or leave, leave the site and go somewhere else. But in any event, uh, I'm listening to the rain gently fall. It couldn't be much more than about 49, 50 degrees out. The trees are in that fresh neon green, new leaves, beautiful. We picked morels yesterday, found a, a spot where there was an old apple tree. Tons of those little things around. I didn't eat any of them yet, but uh, they are tasty. kind of want to do a morel mushroom omelet or something like that. The beach looks beautiful. The lake is lovely, but ice cold still. Usually it doesn't warm up. This lake, Walloon Lake, is about 12 miles end-to-end. It has four different little arms that go off of it. It's a a highly developed lake now as far as uh, houses. So it's lost a little bit of its luster, a little bit of its charm since the days when I was a little kid and my grandma had a place out here. But... um, Still a beautiful location. You couldn't ask for much of a better spot for spending a summer and uh, working on boats and messing around with boats. What could be better? I wish I had that full full quote. I saw it on Instagram the other day, and oh man, it was something about there's nothing, absolutely nothing better in this world than messing about in boats. And it's going to be a lot of work. I haven't seen any of the boats. I haven't looked at them, but essentially my my task at hand here for the summer is to help get these boats back up to a sort of higher level condition-wise, make sure they're working, make sure they're safe. That's probably priority number one. And then work on the actual sailing school and see what we can do, what we can come up with to revamp things, make them fresh, make them new. You know, a lot of places over the last few years had to sort of shut down. Um, And when you take a gap in a program like that, like this one, you can lose quite a bit of the knowledge base and the good habits and all that sort of stuff. And, yeah, it's one of those things where sometimes I think it can be good to bring a blast from the past in. You know, you got to be wary. You don't want somebody who's going to come in and try and just relive the glory days. And I don't think I'm trying to do that. I don't think I could ever. Uh, If anything, I worry about tainting my memories by screwing up and not being able to bring to the table what I I hope to be able to. But we'll see. We'll see. I've got to go and meet with the maintenance department and everything here in uh, just a few minutes. And then we're going to get started. Uh, It's going to be interesting. Obviously, there's... A lot of concerns uh, as far as with the people I've talked to so far. But hey, you know, that's the sort of stuff I like. When it came to places that I worked with sailing schools, my favorite thing was building, 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 changing, revamping, uh, you know, doing anything you can to see what's going to work great. Get it to a point where it's just about where you want it for your clientele, for your guests, and uh, and then continue and try and keep that standard, make it a bedrock sort of thing. And one of the things that I have trouble with is that once that happens, the normal day-to-day wash, rinse, and repeat, as my, my buddy John Glenn used to always say, um, 
Because when you do, I mean, when you've got it good, you want to keep it good. But for me personally, one of the problems is I get a little bit uh, subdued, a little bit, a little bit bored. Uh, I like the I like the changing and evolving of something, and the status quo, even if it is top shelf, you know, number one, really great. It's still for me. It's like, all right, well, what's where, where's the next place that needs some help? Let's 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 find some more tasks, more challenges, see what we can build and and work on. So this is just going to be for the summer. And one of the other benefits, I think I've mentioned it on the show, is that I'll be able to work on my new presentation once a week. I've got about three weeks until I have to give the first one. Oh, it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm very interested to see how this, this presentation develops a big difference between the first one, which is all about going around the world, which I'll still be doing. I think I've got a couple of bookings for that already, uh, in the fall, but it's that one you're, you're, you're condensing a, a nine month story into one hour. And to be able to hit all the points that you want to hit is pretty hard. The nice part is there's a whole lot of stuff I can pull from. And if places want certain focuses on, you know, overcoming adversity or, you know, not being overwhelmed by the scale of a giant goal, you know, you get a lot of businesses and things like that out there that are taking on these major challenges and, Sometimes that becomes so overwhelming, it just it's it's really hard to deal with. And it was the same when you were out there on the ocean. You think about the whole thing. Oh, I got thirty thousand miles to go, and all that stuff, and how just different techniques that I learned so that I didn't go crazy while I was out at sea, and I was able to just sort of continue on and and tone down the anxiety and and the worry and all that sort of stuff. But uh, that presentation it just didn't give you a huge amount of time to really get into that sort of stuff. And it was more like, I got to get through the story because I have limited time. This one, however, the story, you know, it takes place over 25 days out at sea essentially. And that will hopefully lend itself to a lot of spare time where we can talk about, you know, things like crisis management and why I made the choices that I made and what worked and what didn't. And all that sort of stuff. So it's kind of a a triage, crisis management, um, you know, changing your goals, adversity, all that sort of stuff. All get thrown in there. I mean, disaster sea stories are always really good for that. <laughs> and I think in in the end, you can you can essentially. My goal would be that if I were doing, you know, I I see this this presentation as a two. It goes two ways, essentially. One is it's just going to be an entertaining story with really great visuals, video, all that sort of stuff. And then for those those speaking engagements where they're looking for the takeaways and all that, essentially it's going to be going through and step by step, this is what had to happen and this is why. And this was the result of it, you know, Um so it'll be cool. I'm I'm really looking forward to it, and we're uh, like I said, first ones in a couple of weeks here. So I've I've got my outline. Um, I don't want to push it too hard and try and come up with the entire thing. I'm I'm 
pretty decent at uh, just getting up there and going right off the cuff. I remember the first time I ever did one of these presentations was at Gloucester uh, at the Eastern Point Yacht Club, and it was maybe 10 days after I got back from the big trip. Picked a few of the videos, went up there. I was talking for like an hour and 15 minutes or something, and it went pretty well. It's evolved, obviously, since then, but it's one of those things where <laughs> it's... I've I've always uh, been able to just kind of keep talking up there, and somehow, for some reason, it seems to make sense, uh, even more sense than when I ramble on this podcast. So, so yeah, kind of interesting things. Uh, a lot of a lot of different stuff going on, and and a lot of things to juggle. But I think I'm up for the challenge. I think it's gonna turn into a pretty productive summer, make a little money as well, and then hopefully go right into the fall, out the gate, hit the road, and go, go, go. And as far as the podcast goes, I had a lot of fun with that last one. It was kind of cool. You know, obviously it's my old man chatting away, but it's kind of an interesting subject. And the more and more the podcast grows, the more I want to get out and break away from constant sailing stuff and I mean it's always going to be because sailing is is essentially such a huge part of my life it is my life in a lot of ways you could say but I really do want to start branching out a little bit and I think we'll be able to do that starting this summer get into some different topics get some cool takes and just just learn you know I want to learn about everything really and sitting down with people who are experts in their their field whether it's um i don't know who knows whether it whether it's business biology uh not politics though i'm i've got to tell you that's the one that i really just want to steer clear of completely uh but i'm open to almost anything else and i've got my little studio here so it's going to be pretty cool. I'm I'm looking forward to it. But I definitely want to uh I'm hoping to grill some of the people who I'll be working with if I can and and see you know, it might be a good um good bit of content as far as seeing or hearing about what what someone coming into a sailing school for the first time is feeling cuz I can remember what it was like for me. Um be interesting to see what it's like for them and uh yeah so i'm going to do this in a two-part obviously you will only have to wait a nanosecond for the part two to come in and that's going to cut to the end of the day after i have seen the boats and gotten a good feel of just how deep in trouble i might be uh <laughs> in a good way in a good way so i'm going to get everything sorted out and go meet these guys and who knows maybe even by the end of the day we'll have a boat launched although technically we already do the whaling banshee has come out of retirement it's been lowered off the rafters of the old garage and for uh for those who might know which might not know which would be pretty much everybody um the whaling banshee is the hobie 16 that i learned how to sail on and uh, it was back in like 1998, somewhere around there, 97, 98. And essentially, I fell in love with sailing. And this Hobie 16 is still around. So we'll be ripping around on that. Although the Hobie 16 is a young man's sport. 
So I, I doubt I will have the agility to do what I used to do on this thing, but I am very excited. It's on the beach. We got to step the mast, and then we have a boat ripping and ready to go. All I got to do is register it, and then uh, then we'll be legal. But we got to go do a couple sea trials, right? So in any event, it's going to be pretty fun. I'm really looking forward to the summer. Nice little change of place. I will obviously and do miss all the shenanigans of Rockland, Maine, up there at Night Marine. Ah, oh, my buddy Murph, all those guys, Dave, Cy, Jim, Celia. Oh man, it's uh, yeah, it's hard to move on or not move on because I I'm sure I will be returning to that place eventually, but. Sometimes you just have to take a little bit of a different path and shake things up a little bit. And I think when you have a voyage like I did last November, um, it's almost guaranteed that you're going to change something up. And I think that's healthy. I don't see anything wrong with it, and I'm, I'm glad I did it. And we'll, we'll see. And hopefully uh, at the end of the day, I still agree with that. <laughs> All right. So that's it for this morning. And uh, part two is coming right now. And we are back uh, just a shade over 13 hours later. Wasn't all work, though, so that's uh, pretty good. We had some food. We met some people. All stuff. We're, you know, we're just getting, getting everything dialed in, so to speak. But today was kind of an interesting day. I took a, a note from old Robin Knox Johnson in, in his book, Sailing, or his book, A World of My Own. One of the things that he always talks about is before making any big decisions when it came to repairing his boat, take some time. Have a good think. Go over every option that you have. And that's sort of what we did today. Rather than jumping in and making moves and all that sort of stuff, we really just wanted to assess. So just the layout here, we've got about nine uh, Pearson Ensigns up here in various degrees of really, really nice and being completely gutted and worked on. The goal is to put about seven of those in the water. And then we've got our choice of a few other boats. We're trying to phase out. We're trying to figure out which ones we want to put in. Sometimes it's not the best thing to just completely phase an entire fleet uh, of boats out of a place that has always had them or had them for decades. Because there are always going to be people who feel like it may be uh, a little sad that their favorite boats are gone. So we're probably going to put a couple in for the last season. And then after that, they're going to pretty much go the way of the dodo, as they would say. And uh, we're going to try and figure out what boat would work really well. A little smaller than an ensign, so uh, you can single hand it easily. And, uh, you know, two people can do it. But big enough so that, you know, you're not getting soaking wet and it's not a dinghy. The rest of the boats, uh, you know, they, they look like they're not in, in bad shape and we'll be able to get them all cleaned up, spiffed, shiny, you know, fix any of the little little problems with them. And, uh, and we've got nine Hobie getaways, which is awesome. And that is very popular boat. So that's going to be a lot of fun. But we got to make sure we've got all the kit to be able to repair 
And the goal with the Hobie Cats, even when I was down at Bitter End, the goal really was, like, let's not let any of these things lose their masts. Um, they're sort of notorious for that. <clears throat> and so we're really going to try and make sure that that doesn't happen here. We're lucky. It's fresh water. So the corrosion is not too bad, but in some ways it can kind of make you a little bit complacent. And then you'll have one season where all of a sudden they're, they seem to be toppling like dominoes out there. And it's just that they've reached their point. But I think we'll be pretty good. We're going to test everything out um, before we uh, let any of the guests out on these boats. So I think we'll be okay there. But for the rest of the thing, you know, it's kind of assessing and... Uh, you know, we did have to, I did have to don the dry suit and hop into this icy 50 something degree water to go inspect the moorings. Cause if you're going to start at the beginning, I guess you got to start with the anchors for the boats. And, uh, yeah, we got a lot of chain that is really, really old and it's spread thin. And the links, uh, some of the links look like they're only a few millimeters thick at their contact points. So, Chain has been ordered. Monday, we're going to put new moorings in, make sure the whole mooring field is solid, ready to go. I'm actually going to rent diving equipment so that I can go down there and do the proper job on everything, which uh, I think will be pretty cool. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what else I find. We used to do that again in the Caribbean at the bitter end, and obviously we had about 100 mooring buoys, various depths, but most of it was around like 20, 30 feet. And yeah, it was... Really interesting, the things that you came up with down there. But down there also, you know, you have the odd shark that passes by, uh, eagle rays, stingrays, crabs, lobsters, all that sort of stuff. I think it'll be a little more uh, toned down. You might get the odd crayfish out here or a, a nice little trout or bass passing by. But yeah, other than that, it's it looks like we got uh, kind of a good game plan. You know, it's it's really at this point we have we have essentially about four weeks almost before we have to be ready for opening. And with that in mind, it's really get all the orders in early next week, and hopefully get all the big things that might take a little while, and then we sort of fine tune from there. But. We got a lot of work to do. We got a lot of work to do, and it's going to be good. Uh, I always love a nice challenge when it comes to this sort of thing, and I've definitely found it. So I am, I am loving it. If uh, once once my back my back is like at about eighty percent better, I'm really trying not to mess it up. They gave me a golf cart. Thank you so much. I'm already loving my employers for that one, and trying to take care of me, and I will take care of them. <clears throat> Hobie 16 is on the beach. We didn't get a chance to step the mast on that, but that's okay. Not too worried about it. I know she's going to be there for me when I need her. Um, but yeah, other than that, there's a lot of other little, like, uh, sort of tricks of the trade, you know, to make, if you want to make a place look super spiffy, you know, things like brand new life jackets, they pop and they, they really. You know, people walk in and they're like, ooh, brand new, I like that, you know, uh, as opposed to kind of ratty old ones with mold. And, you know, it, most life jackets are going to get a, a shimmer of uh, greasy sunscreen residue, and it's pretty gross. And so we're going we're gonna to cast off the old and bring in the new, and I think it's really going to make the place pop a little bit. Obviously, there's a whole lot more things that are going to go into <laughs> everything else once the rest of the team gets up in here that's when like the real training begins 
and such. And I'll be coordinating with the area's director and all that sort of stuff to uh, to really um, grind this staff into, you know, rescue boat machines where they can just drive those things like they've been driving them their whole lives, super safe. Those are the most dangerous pieces of equipment in any yacht club is the rescue boat. And so that has to be really, really dealt with. And then other than that, it's basically sailing, sailing, sailing. It's the best part about being a sailing instructor is that even when you are instructing, unlike almost any other sport, you know, if you're a ski instructor, half the time you're just standing on the slope and you're not actually doing what you really want to do, which is ski down the slope. But sailing, you're on the boat, you're in the water, you're doing what you actually want to be doing, and you're teaching somebody else how to do it while you get to do it. And I've always felt very privileged that, uh, or very lucky, I suppose, that I ended up sort of choosing or falling into this sort of occupation or this industry, really. Uh, I mean, I think back just last week with the West Sail, how fantastic was that? I mean, you spend every day, you go out and you sail on a West Sail in beautiful Florida, and it's a gorgeous boat, and, you know, what else could you ask for? And I am still going to put out that podcast. I just need a little bit of time because uh, I do want to break down some of the stuff that we went over that I thought was pretty important uh, before I sit down and we have our, our brief little uh, little talk with uh, with Mark. So that one is coming up, so don't worry. Never fear. But, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, uh, it's going to be really interesting, and it's so, it is pretty special to be back on the old lake where it all started. I'm getting these flashbacks and glimpses of the olden days, and I try not to be one of those old, old guy from the past staff members that uh, likes to just tell the old war stories and all that sort of stuff. I mean, yeah, you got to throw a few in here and there that are pretty funny or whatever, but yeah, you got to let all that go, man. It's not about back then. It's about right now. And it's about making the new memories. And <coughs> excuse me, I think that's going to go out pretty well. It seems like the guys that I've already met that are on the staff seem to be really, really great. And some of the other people around in some of the other areas seem to be pretty awesome. I mean, you know, it's how, um, it always is, really. It's um, it's fantastic. So, ah, that and I slept so well last night. Oh, my goodness, it was great. <laughs> I know I'm kind of just rambling here, but it's been a long day. I'm a little sunburnt, even though it was cloudy. And uh, I've still just got a little bit of a chill from that water. I haven't worn a dry suit in forever. And, you know, even when you burp it, I had to wear a poof jacket and a bunch of other. The poof jacket was probably a bad idea, although it's like a midweight one. But there was a decent amount of buoyancy. I, I swam out to these moorings. And it was kind of nice because it gives you a little buoyancy like a life jacket because it is really cold. And I got out there, but the only way to get down to the actual mooring anchor, uh, I had to grab the chain and just, like, walk it down. Now, again, it's fresh water, so there's no barnacles or anything, but I don't know. I'm kind of like, ugh. Uh, but after being in there for a good 15, 20 minutes, yeah, I got a little chill, and I still haven't shaken it off. So I am definitely looking forward to climbing under this big, crazy comforter and uh, kicking back with uh, the next Jack Reacher novel. Which, the one I'm reading right now is Worth Dying For. Very good. Oh, man, Lee Child. Unbelievable. Really, really. I think it's like my fifth one that I'm on. So I've got a couple others stashed over there. And it's great because you can go on like Amazon. I'm like old school guy. 
I like to actually feel the paper in my hand, but I also don't want to like buy a brand new book. So <clears throat> I realized, but you go on Amazon, you buy these books for like a dollar. Um, I've tried to find them in used bookstores, which are few and far between now, but usually Goodwill, all those places. So I like to peruse those, but can't find them there, then, you know, I got to go to the source. So yeah, other than that, um, like I said, yeah, it's, it's, it's looking pretty good. It's looking like a whole lot of work, uh, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be pretty rewarding. I mean, hey, if it was easy, everybody would do it and you'd get nothing out of it. If we're able to shine this place up and make it uh, really pop off and get the sailing instruction up to par and get the boats functioning, looking good, and get a program for future years to be able to actually go and do the stuff that we need to do and do it year after year, I think we're going to be in pretty good shape for the next decade. And that's the true goal. It's not so much to fix everything for one summer. It's to fix it for a decade so that it goes and goes and goes. And hey, you know what? Maybe when I'm 54, I'll have to come back here. Um, yeah, that might be fun. If I'm still alive, I'm definitely down. <laughs> Just kidding. I hopefully will be still alive. Um, unless the AI takes over. That is always a... I, I can't wait until Sven gets up here. It's not going to be till the end of the summer, but Sven wants to do an AI podcast, and I do as well because I, you know, when you listen to Lex Friedman, he's got quite a few of the heavy hitters when it comes to AI and the dangers and the potential and all that sort of stuff. So it is pretty cool. So definitely look forward to that. <clears throat> Other than that, I do definitely have a few hits on some rather interesting uh, prospects for conversations. Um, coming up so hopefully i'll be able to dull these out and if i could stick with the two times a week i'm going to if it sort of has to thin down to once a week i hope everybody finds that acceptable um but i'm gonna try for the two i really like the two and because it just i don't know it it feels good it feels like a, the right number and it, uh, i think it allows me a little bit more mm, a little bit more license to get into, you know, what I'm doing uh, and the day-to-day -day sort of stuff. And if I had it my way, we basically do one solo podcast and one conversation podcast every single week. So we're going to try for that. That's the goal. And we are going to go from there. So that is it because we got to go do a little bit of mingling this evening if I can somehow get beyond this bed <laughs> that's staring me down. I mean, it wants me to. I just, it was such a nice way to wake up this morning, just refreshed fully. And oh man, there's nothing like getting a good, like, nine hour sleep. But anyway, thank you all for listening. Hopefully, these. These shows will be entertaining. We will try and get into some pretty cool sailing stuff and uh, and all that while I'm up here for the summer. And then, obviously, as soon as I get out of here, we're going to hopefully be hitting the road and all that sort of stuff. And, uh, yeah, I, I just got on to uh, LinkedIn. I've never done that before. Uh, I got, I got uh, recommended that because of the speaking stuff. So if any of you listeners are out there on LinkedIn, look for my name, Jerome Rand, um, a.k.a. Sailing Into Oblivion. So we will see. I don't know, yet another platform. But because I'm sort of taking a break from the YouTube stuff and slowing down on Instagram, all that, uh, I will I'll probably try and put my focus into that and make some of those connections and see if we can get some more bookings for the fall.
All right, everybody. Have a great night and talk soon.